When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Fires and hits a three. Left wing. Pow, pow. Yeah, boom, boom. Welcome to Duck Insider. What a weekend. We're just getting started. This is Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Live from the Country Financial Studio, here's Joey Mack. Thank you, and a big show for you today because a brand new Hayward Field is opening this afternoon. We're live in the 1 o'clock hour. The Hayward premiere is coming up this afternoon and this evening with events continuing into tomorrow as well. Runner Space will have a free stream, I understand. Check GoDucks.com for the meet schedule. Go to the track and field schedule. That's going to be the best way to follow along with everything that's going on. Great news, though, with Hayward Field opening today. We're going to hear from Robert Johnson, the head coach of the Ducks. We're also going to talk with Todd Van Horn, who was instrumental in the design and the implementation of everything that is at Hayward Field. That is all coming up on the show today. Baseball with a big win last night. They got a shutout with three freshmen and a senior pitching their way to a shutout in a staffed game. Good start to the series for Oregon, and I loved the postgame conversation with Mark Wazikowski. We will have a 345 pregame show for you coming up on the Oregon Sports Network. I'll have the TV call and the GoDucks live stream as well. GoDucks.com has you covered. Easiest way with so many different sports going on, really in any situation, but especially with so many sports going on because maybe people don't realize this. We actually have multiple streams that we can execute via the, the GoDucks.com back end, as they say, and the Pac-12 back end. We're able to do multiple streams at the same time. That's why sometimes you'll maybe see on the schedule page like Oregon Livestream-2 or Oregon Livestream-3. Well, if you go to GoDucks.com and you go to the media dropdown, you can actually queue up each of those streams. And if you go to the schedule page for each individual Oregon sport, you'll have direct links to our live audio player, which is actually the same page. So if something's live, you'll see it there, to the KWVA live audio player, our buddies at the student radio station, and to all the different video streams that we have. So... I feel like that's something that maybe I don't say enough. Like when I talk about that it's on the Oregon live stream, I sort of just make this assumption that all of you know that it's either goducks.com slash live for the primary live stream, which is where baseball lives. And then there's multiple other ones that are going on. And if you go to the Oregon schedule page for each individual sport, you'll be able to find them with direct links. But I feel like I maybe make that assumption too often. Just like when I when I say, like, we'll have it on the Oregon Sports Network, I'm also assuming that many of you know the local affiliate in your area. And I actually had a fan yesterday who I really appreciated. came up to me at baseball because I was sitting in the stands doing the game with the wireless mic while Alex was upstairs. 
And he said, you know, you guys should post in the ballpark what station you're on because it does change. We were just on 98.1 for baseball here in Eugene for the first half of the season. Now with women's basketball over, the Ducks on the baseball side transitioning to KUGN 590 here in Eugene. And so I said, well, you know, go to goducks.com slash radio. And, and he said, well, yeah, but I'd like to know just like when I walk in, like I can tune in on this station. And so I'm just, I, I wanted to open the show with that today because I feel like I maybe take all that for granted when I say all this information at the start of the show. And I realize that I'm somebody who works in this industry. And so I know what all of that, for lack of a better phrase, jargon means. So I often check myself and I need to make sure that Mitchell back in the OSN studio, who, who does not work on site, I got to make sure that he knows what the heck I'm talking about. And then I look at Scott Phillips and I see if he knows what the heck I'm talking about. And sometimes they both will be like, eh. so there you go. If you go to the schedule page for each Oregon team, you'll have direct links under each event that will take you to where to watch and where to listen. Uh, the sports information directors do a great job. I update the schedule actually frequently. So does Scott Labounty on the Oregon video side to make sure that everything links to the right spots. And if you ever have questions, and something isn't working, at Joey Mac UO on Twitter, at UO Sports Network on Twitter, and I will do my best to answer those questions. And, it, and sometimes, I'll be honest, sometimes it's not something I can fix, and so I'll send you to who can help you out. But I feel like I often make that assumption that, that when I say it's on the Oregon Sports Network, you guys just know to go to godux.com slash radio, and if you go to godux.com slash radio, it gives you the full list of everything and where to tune in during which time of year. But it shouldn't be that difficult. So... GoDucks.com, the schedule page, and you'll know exactly where to go from there. And, for example, if you go to a sport that we do on the Oregon Sports Network, the radio colon, then it says Oregon Sports Network, is actually hyperlinked to the GoDucks.com slash radio page. And so then that tells you where, through our grid, that is not, I'll be honest, I did not design that web page. It's not my best work, but it's efficient, and it tells you where everything is, and that's what's important. Maybe you're listening on the Godex Game Day app. Maybe you're listening on TuneIn or wherever you're tuning in. But, okay, I'm going to get off my soapbox. That wasn't really a soapbox. I feel like that was more of just a, if I've ever made assumptions, I'm sorry. At Joey MacUO on Twitter if you ever have any questions. Uh, the pro day for Oregon football is also today. That's right. Best of luck to all the guys competing. Panay Sewell's official measurements, by the way, is the Ducks. If you're live with us in the 1 o'clock hour, they just wrapped up their measurements and, and the bench press in the HDC weight room. And actually, I went down and, and took a peek. They've got tables set up that are all outside and spaced out so that the various scouts can and teams that are here can sort of have a little conversation, you know, go over. guy like Panay Sewell is probably going to get drafted pretty darn high. His height, official measurements are pretty crazy. Height, six foot four and seven eighths, 331 pounds. His hand, by the way. 10 and 3 eighths inches. Just think about that for a second. 10 and 3 eighths inches. I mean, that is a monster. His arm length, 33 and a quarter inches. And his wingspan, 80 and 7 eighths inches for Panay Sewell. Those are the official measurements. And uh, look, I, I, I am the first to admit that, that I'm not an expert on, on the measurements. I actually, in the last decade or so, have every year I feel like my – NFL draft knowledge actually goes down because I'm so absorbed in what's going on here at Oregon. But I've got some buddies who are still very, very into it. I, I read a lot of the people that know what they're talking about with this stuff. And let's just say those measurements are ridiculously good for Panay Sewell. So scouts and personnel are here watching. Uh, I understand that we'll have some more updates on it as the day comes to a close. I know Rob Mosley's down there. He's been keeping up with it before he heads to Hayward Field. And then I've got baseball. I'm on the call today for the 4 o'clock first pitch for the Ducks in New Mexico State looking to continue their series after the shutout win yesterday. So my point is that it's a different year for Pro Day because of the restrictions that are in place. So bear with us, and we'll get as much information to you from Oregon Athletics as we can. And some of the guys around the NFL ranks, I'm sure, will have some information for you. And then they may do some interviews later next week. Um, we, maybe Monday we could have some info on that for you, so I hope we'll be able to tell you a little bit more about what happened at Pro Day. But opening up Hayward today. Oh, and I should mention that uh, Oregon soccer kicks things off uh, at 2 o'clock if you're live with us in the 1 o'clock hour. We're going to hear a little bit from Graham Abel today because, again, don't look now. Coach would tell me. His office is across from ours. Coach would tell me 
You have got to take it one game at a time. Yes, you do, but the Ducks are in the hunt for the NCAA tournament for the first time in program history. They're, they're in a pretty good spot right now. Robert Johnson met with the media to talk about all things Hayward Field. And, man, this is an amazing facility. I'm going to call an audible on Scott Phillips because I see that uh, th there's currently some, some video now of Panay Sewell doing his bench press, which let's just tell you that it was nuts. Um, we've actually got ESPN, and, and they're covering a little bit of what's going on with the with the Oregon Pro Day. Um, I want to take a quick time out because uh, Robert Johnson talked for about nine minutes and we can't get too far behind. So those of you who were with us uh, for the Open and you heard me go through all the info, if I ever t make that assumption, my bad. And you tell me so, all right? Tell me in the comments. I'm Joey Mack, and we're back after this hearing from Robert Johnson as Hayward Field, the new and improved Hayward Field, opens today on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon Athletics because student athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. As my family continued to grow, I realized I'd have to replace my beloved Jeep with something that has, well, more seats. I'm Jason Hines, country financial rep and father of seven. Whether you're upgrading from your sporty ride with no room for a car seat or finally replacing your well-loved beater that still has a cassette player, you'll want the right protection for your new car. Work with a country financial rep like me and get the protection you need at a price you can afford. Learn more at takesimplesteps.com or contact a local country representative. Duck Insider, your home for the latest news on Oregon athletics. This is the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Okay, man, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. Cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. you got to dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments, because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Show the world that you're tougher than tough. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Insider presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joy Mack inside the Country Financial Studio. Uh, Robert Johnson, the Oregon track and field head coach. I think it's safe to say that he's in the top three of consistently fun interviews for not just me, but for everybody who talks to him. He's also in the top three of always giving you something that you did not expect in an interview, and he'll do that for you. Hayward Field with the Hayward premiere starting today. More info on GoDucks.com for the meet schedule. Robert Johnson. And this has uh, been a labor of love, um, something that uh, as we're here and using it, uh, we feel very blessed to be able to uh, be here. Very thankful to all of our donors. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't give a, a shout out to Uncle Phil and Aunt Penny for blessing us and then all the other 50 donors that contributed to uh, this project. Uh, you know, they did a, a fabulous job in creating uh, this and making it happen for, for us or giving us the ability to make it happen. But one of the things that uh, from the start that uh, was one of the premises is that this is going to be a facility for the University of Oregon track and field. Um, and so that was first and foremost from the very uh, minute that I walked into my first OAC meeting uh, two years ago is that um, 
sure the world championships are here and the NCAAs and all the other meets, but first and foremost, this was a facility that was going to house and showcase uh, the University of Oregon track and field program. And I couldn't be more thankful with that being the premise uh, because these kids uh, eat, live, breathe, sleep this every day. Um, and so all the things that you guys see or, or will see uh, was came to fruition with that in mind. Uh, how can we maximize space for uh, the, the program? And, and those things are, are awesome because uh, that allowed me to get in and be a part of a lot of big decisions uh, here um, and some of the design concepts and uh, working with Todd and, and Jeff. So I uh, really, really blessed to be able to um, see this thing kick off, see the lights actually come on um, this weekend, even though it'll be a, a low-key affair for the most part but to see some actual kids run around here and get time um, and a uh, limited number of fans and fa friends and family come in and be able to witness uh, their children compete is, is really a blessing in disguise, long awaited. Which are your favorite details of the stadium? There's so many and I'm wondering if there's just something in particular that really speaks to you. I don't know if you could identify just one. If I had to hang my head on one thing, I would say all the amenities for the athletes. Um, Hayward was uh, really nice uh, before. Uh, it lacked uh, a lot of the amenities for the athletes. And one of the things that, like I said in the beginning, that I was most proud for is that everything that was done here was for the athlete and making sure that they maximize the stadium 365 days a year. So uh, I would err on that side of things that I am most proud about and most excited about is all the things uh, for the student athlete. Uh, I never competed at Haywood, but from what I understand, there's usually like a pretty, you know, decent headwind on the back straight. And I'm curious if that is going to exist in the new place or, you know, just with the way the stadium's designed, how it's laid out. Not unless uh, you know of a way to stop the wind from blowing uh, in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, be a great question. I would assume that those same headwinds are going to, to still be there. Um, I know in the design process, there was a, a couple of wind studies that were done to ask those same questions. Um, and more so, not so much the headwind on the backstretch, but more so um, the swirling winds and the, the design. And uh, those were addressed in the design. Um, however, um, still a uh, conversation as far as those winds on the backstretch, because if you look at it, there are some people that compete over there in the field events that enjoy that wind over there on the backstretch with the pole vault. Uh, so we want to make sure we give them a good experience as well as those that are running in the circular events as well. So it's a yin or yang thing there uh, as uh, we continue today. What's the vibe this week with you? How excited are you? I mean, what's the vibe with the team? And just as you finally get to prepare for a homie for the first time in, in forever. Yeah, I forgot some of the things that went along with this. Um, like a lot of people don't understand and our, our season ticket holders and our fans and our, our Eugene community, they, they don't understand or they don't get the background of the trials and tribulations that went into it. But uh, we just got approved to host a meet uh, eight to 10 days ago. Um, and there's a, a lot of reasons uh, for that. Uh, and of course, I always get the question of, uh, well, why is everybody else able to host softball, baseball, um, volleyball, so on and so forth? And those are usually just numbers generated. Um, when I say numbers generated, um, we have uh, 15 to 20 teams coming here with over uh, 500 uh, athletes, where those others are a lot smaller numbers. So um, we, we just recently got in the game of um, pushing this thing to fruition. You know, I talked earlier about um, one of the things that we learned during this pandemic is to come up with options uh, from A to Z. And then when they tell you no uh, A through uh, K, you keep pushing on down. So we've been in preparing for this internally for a long time, not knowing if it was going to come to fruition. So uh, there's a part there that just coming online eight to 10 days ago, um, being able to invite a small number of uh, fans uh, here uh, for our athletes as well as the support staff. Um, and so still working through um, getting all the kinks out uh, for the facility. But more importantly to your question, we have 106, 106 people on our roster here, and there's less than 30 people that's ever competed at Hayward Field. 
So you can tell the uniqueness and the excitement and the buzz that's going on here as I watch our javelin throwers uh, practice. Um, it's building every day. This is like this uh, excitement uh, energy around the building because uh, the lights are going to go on here and you're going to run a race that, uh, that matters. And so really excited about that, Chris. Like we couldn't be more thrilled. Um, and so just the simple fact of recognizing that over half of our team has never competed here, they don't know what that Hayward magic is. Now we've talked to them at nauseam and they've seen pictures and they've seen videos of that, but ultimately they haven't felt it themselves. So just like Jeff was talking about and the kids and their Christmas moment and them coming in for the reveal of the program, I'm excited to see uh, them with a limited number of people here uh, feel uh, that Hayward magic. So that's going to be a really uh, important and exciting time for me as uh, the shepherd of the program to watch our kids that's never competed here. What differences or takeaways do you expect the new athletes coming in this weekend to to have and to be impressed by? Or, you know, how is that how's that time in between stepping off the bus and going to the starting line different now than what it used to be? Um, I wish there were some cameras there to film each team as they drive up uh, because their mouths are going to drop and open. Their eyes are going to look like golf balls or saucers, whichever uh, descriptive you want to, to use. It's going to be a, I can't say what I really want to say, but a aha moment or an old moment. Um, it's, it's going to be one of those for sure. Um, and that's just getting off the bus. Um, there's 156 flags here and I'm giving you guys, I'm giving away the scavenger hunt answer to what I just charged you guys with, but there's a reason why there's 156 flags. And most people will say, because uh, that's all the nations that are going to compete here for the world championships. No, that's not it. Um, there's 156 flags because that's paying homage to all the athletes from the different countries that ran here in the past. And there won't be 157 flag because there's no stadium for them to run in before. Um, and so those things that they're going to see um, when they get off the bus, because those are going to be questions like, why do I got so many flags around here? Um, and they're not going to know the answer to that question. And all that is from just a feeling from a visual standpoint when they get off the bus. We don't even talk about the performance characteristics and why we have the binding and surface that we do why we have the holes in the upper concourse uh, that we do. Uh, there's a lot of performance characteristics, why we have 500 meters of covered space uh, to train in. They're going to miss all of those pieces uh, because they're still going to have this mouth open aha moment. Robert Johnson, that's going to be a cool moment, I think. The Hayward premiere opens the new Hayward Field today for outdoor track and field, the first home meet for outdoor track and field in Long time. Really long time. And Robert Johnson with some good things to say there. Coming up next, uh, zeroing in a little bit more on the design and, and what went in to making this new Hayward field possible with Todd Van Horn. We're going to hear from him coming up next on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Dear Freedom, Toyota hybrids say let's go faster and further with 10 hybrid models to choose from and tons of top tech. The best part? Every Toyota hybrid offers an extended hybrid battery warranty for 10 years or 150,000 miles. So let's go places. Toyota hybrids. For Toyota hybrid plug-in hybrid and fuel cell and battery electric vehicles beginning with model year 2020. The hybrid HV battery is covered for 10 years from original date of first use or 150,000 miles, whichever comes first. Coverage is subject to terms and conditions of your new vehicle limited warranty. See owner's warranty and maintenance guide for details. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon Athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. This is Duck Insider. Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting a Teenager Learning the Lingo. Hundo P. Hundo P. Adjective. Short for being 100% sure or certain. As in, if we get a puppy, 
I'll hundo pee always walk it. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. A ranger station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update. I'm gonna let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. Welcome back to Duck Insider, presented by Point Community Credit Union. Joey Mack here with you. And every Thursday, our friends at Hoodoo letting you go skiing from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. for only 25 bucks. We'll see you at Hoodoo Go Ducks. And today's show brought to you by our friends at Shadow Hills Country Club. Just minutes from home. Call for a tour today. Todd Van Horn giving us a tour of Hayward Field and the design. What went into it? There were a lot of moving parts. A lot of different people in the room, too. And I think it's amazing what they've been able to pull off with historic Hayward Field, now the new and improved Hayward Field. Todd Van Horn met with the media yesterday talking about the design and what went into it, as he was a big influencer in all of it. Todd Van Horn meeting with the media. Yes, uh, first of all, it's an honor. Um, Coach, I must give you great props. I mean, your involvement in this process for the last two years, you've been in every meeting and every decision, and I think that that just bodes well for your commitment to the program and commitment to the university. So, And I know this project would be in a different place if it wasn't for uh, without you here. So, uh, again, thank you uh, for all your involvement. So, uh, I mean, first of all, it's it, this is truly an honor to be part of this process from a creative standpoint. Um, you know, what we were able to do uh, with this is really to take what we describe as athlete-centered design. And what we mean by that is that, you know, this wasn't just a, a theater or a stadium that was going to be built and just going to be occupied on game day. I think Coach from the start challenged us to make this active every single day of the week, every single moment of the day. You can train day and night, year-round. Uh, you have all of these avenues that just become um, – like we said, what the athlete needs, and that's what was put into this design. What we also feel very proud about is, is you know, we really, we really took this notion about the future, and we wanted to respect the past, and Hayward Field has 100 years of amazing history, and take all that respect of that past, but represent it for the future. And this is, this is a, basically, we're throwing down the gauntlet for track and field for the next, for the next 100 years. And that we really feel be proud of that, that we've taken all these moments and we've honored the past building blocks of those athletes and over 250 separate spots where we're honoring their achievements and, and bringing them their story into the future, um, as well as even uh, just in the process of, of building this, we brought in the community into it. We have local design firms and local artists that were part of this and we're really you know, thought to bring that Hayward magic is, is the, is the magic of the fan and the magic of the, of the history. And we wanted to bring that to life in this building. So it's, um, we feel like it's a community effort. It's a, it's a historical piece with a lot of alumni and passion that were involved with this. And, and again, it all focused back to what is going to help the athlete train, perform, compete better, and just give the track and field the next generation of love. I guess for me, I, I go to immediately to what's not seen when you're looking at the venue itself. I mean, the venue itself is fantastic. It's got great color, great energy, inclusive of the seat colors. Obviously, Jeff mentioned the tower. Those things are all really visually iconic and unique. But I really like the, the, what's, what's the, the other part of the story that's, that's underneath it. You know, the 140-meter, you know, indoor covered area for the, for the, for the athletes in this bright green um, daylight bit lit, um, you know, sort of area that it, it just feels, it feels magical. It feels like you're, you're training and running on a golf course uh, green. And then, and then you've got the energy of, of art around you. You know, we've got, like I said, these local artists that came in and, and did these amazing murals. Uh, we had some alumni that came in that did some cartoons of, you know, that made this place 
not only uh, functional, but enjoyable to look at and just has this sort of fresh energy that is brought for the athletes every day. And you just don't, I guess you just don't see that um, level of detail or effort or, or acknowledgement um, to what the athletes are training every day. It's, you know, it's typically a, a blank weight room, but this weight room's got energy and graffiti on the walls. And it's just, uh, I guess for me, I just look at all those things that, that just make it, you know, unique in that energy moment. And, and I really go back to the art that was, that was brought into the facility. What are the uses of the tower? What's inside? What are the different spaces in the tower? Um, well, I'll, I'll first start wh why we have a tower. And I think what, uh, what the tower actually brings is something that is completely iconic. You see, you see a glimpse of that tower and the relationship to the stadium, and you know it's an only Oregon moment. You know, you know exactly where you are. It becomes a civic landmark. Like we said, symbolically, it's, it's like we're, you know, we, it's a, you know, it's a baton shape that we're basically handing off to the next generation of athlete. Uh, and also it becomes an Olympic like flame looking. So you're truly, you're truly literally passing the torch onto the next generation. So from that, you know, symbolic standpoint, we really like some of the symbolism there. The, the tower itself is, is nine stories and it has an observation platform on the very top. So you have this amazing view. Uh, University of Oregon does not have a clock tower or anything else that has a 360 degree surrounding views like a lot of other universities um, uh, have. Uh, but from that tower, you have this amazing view of the Coburg Hills. You can see the sisters on a clear day uh, to the east. So you just really take in the environment that really makes uh, University of Oregon and Eugene very special. And then as you descend down from there, you have coaches' offices. Robert Johnson has an office up through there. You have conference rooms. Uh, you have the other um, facilities and offices that they, again, enjoy the amazing view of, of Hayward Field and the surrounding areas all the way down through to the, to the base of the tower. And because of where it lands and where it uh, intersects with the rest of the stadium, you have this whole hallway and or museum-like setting. So we've um, tell the history. We have video viewing rooms were curated videos that talk about the history of Hayward Field and really get the people um, of, of the past the glory moments so they can see where it's transitioned and that Hayward Field has always been moving forward in the last hundred years and then highlighting the athletic achievements within that those um, amazing events. So these are a series of rooms that are occupied underneath that tower element in that whole lobby zone. So it's, it becomes a special place. And then even uh, on uh, um, event day, it spills out into an open kind of, you know, garden-like area where, you know, you have um, more flexible festival-like seating that could be right at track level. So you have multiple purposes through that within the tower floors itself, through offices and conference rooms, and then even to um, event day that it becomes a very large VIP zone that's right at track level. And then historically a museum area as well. So you mentioned that everything was designed for the athletes. Uh, I was wondering if you guys could talk a little bit about the conversations you had with athletes to figure out exactly what they needed to to at Hayward to perform at their best. I mean, I really, I really think it was it was, you know, one of those things when you listen to what they train and how or how they want to train and what they want to train in the conditions that are given here in Eugene, uh, as well as how they want to be able to um, be flexible with that and. And I think it's 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 about their functional part of the training, but it's also about their life as well. So there's there's parts that are just woven in where they've got now a you know a team lounge and a team theater and even a barber shop area. You know things that they can address their whole life that they're not you know having to bounce around. It feels you know it feels like a it feels like a home for them. So I mean I think that's probably the most important thing. What they were saying is, you know, dealing with the functional side of training is is probably a little bit easier because it's kind of, oh, we need to do this. It's nuts and bolts. But when you try to make somebody feel comfortable and at home and and loved, um, you know, that's probably a little bit harder equation. So I think that that's that's what we really tried to embed within the rest of the building, um, even beyond the functional spaces. Todd Van Horn, he was instrumental in the creation of the new Hayward Field, and it was all done with athletes first. Uh, I loved that quote though. It's, you know, it's basically only at Oregon, right? 
That's an Oregon-only thing, having that Bowerman Tower. And, I, I you know, I until I heard Todd say that, I hadn't thought about how Oregon doesn't have, like, a clock tower 360 view on campus. You know, I, I actually think that there's something really beautiful about the Oregon campus that the architecture throughout the, the campus in Eugene, even the brand-new buildings, they fit with the buildings of old. You know, it's a lot of brick. There's a lot of different consistencies throughout the generations of architecture. And really, the, the the remodeled EMU, the student union, I think, is a great reflection of that. You know, they they maintained in the latest iteration what is so core to the Oregon campus feeling, but you still don't have that full 360 view, and now you kind of do at Hayward Field, which I hadn't thought of that, and I thought that was really cool. Todd Van Horn and Robert Johnson talking about Hayward Field debuting today in the Hayward premiere. You can watch it on Runner Space. There will be a free stream. Godux.com on the Oregon track and field schedule page. I'll have you covered for some more info on the schedule and where to tune in. Coming up next, Oregon baseball with a really nice win last night. The pitching staff, I think, got a little confidence back. We'll talk about that after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Hi, welcome to the Spicy Drive-In. May I take your order? Can I get the spicy chicken sandwich, please? The spicy chicken is an excellent choice, sir. And to drink? Uh, whatever's fine. Oh, may I make a beverage pairing recommendation this evening? Sure. If we are feeling especially bold tonight, sir, I would recommend the Mountain Dew with that. It's bravely unrestrained with a very alive aroma that pairs wonderfully with your spicy chicken. It's followed by a hint of zesty citrus flavor. Uh, yeah, that sounds amazing. I'm sure you already know this, sir, but remember to appreciate the nose first by giving the Mountain Dew a little swirl to relieve volatizing. Uh, 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 vola what? To change the flavor compounds and activate your taste buds to get them fully primed for that chicken sandwich. Ah, it's delicious. <laughs> now you're getting the hang of it. The muscular flavor charge characteristics of Mountain Dew make for an absolutely epic mouthfeel when paired with spicy cuisine. It is quite on point, sir. Dude, it's a perfect match. Like they were made for each other. So true, so true. When you want to make good food bolder and bold food better, do the do. Your daily dose of Oregon athletics. This is Duck Insider from Learfield IMG College. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a warm place on a cold I want to day. Be a football I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Insider, visit a bond point community credit union. Joey Mack here with you inside the country financial studio and calling all cookie lovers. Crumble cookies has a rotating menu of over 120 flavors. I'm telling you, they're, they're really good. Crumble cookies, uh, come see them in Eugene off Coburg road. Yesterday, Oregon baseball with a really nice shutout victory over a pretty darn good New Mexico state team. Now this is a squad that it's picked to win the whack this year. You know, coach Waskowski thinks that they probably will. He was really impressed with Sammy Natera, the pitcher with a, what he called a really, really good arm when I talked to him he was starting for New Mexico State and Oregon broke him down a little bit worked counts and the offense looked good doing it but I think maybe more important in the context of Oregon's entire season is that the Ducks pitching staff really really good they shut him out and they did it with a combination of arms it started with Isaac Aon going two innings a freshman RJ Gordon a freshman going three innings Nico Telache brilliant in his three innings the senior who's done so many different things for the Ducks we're going to hear from him in a moment and Rio Britton who tossed an inning uh, the freshman and a senior the three freshmen and a senior combined to go nine innings giving up three hits they did walk six but they struck out 10 in 37 batters faced not bad, huh? 96 strikes as a pitching staff and 148 pitches thrown. That's a little lower than the Ducks actually would like. They want to see that 
percentage tick up a bit. I talked to Mark Wazikowski about that on the Toyota Coaches Corner that you'll hear on our 345 pregame show coming up today if you're live with us in the 1 o'clock hour. If you're tuning in on one of Oregon Sports Network affiliate stations a little later on, we got you covered. 9:10 a.m. in Portland, 5:90 a.m. in Eugene. You can flip over and the GoDucks live stream. GoDucks.com slash live or via the various Pac-12 streaming apps, you'll be able to find us. It's going to be a good day for Oregon baseball. It's going to be a good day. And it was a really solid performance all the way around. Uh, the Ducks got five runs. They won 5 nothing, And Mark Wasikowski, well, he was a happy camper postgame. I was impressed with the pitching. Got some clutch hits. Um, and I was pleased with the effort today. And then I thought Coach Angier did a nice job getting the pitchers prepared to get after these guys. And like I said, it was it was really nice to see Nico Teleche go out there and, um, it, you know, he gave up an infield single and absolutely – um, you know, stifled any type of momentum. They didn't have any momentum, but any any sort of question about whether they could get any momentum, Nico had a lot to do with uh, putting an end to that before anybody had any ideas about that. Brett Walker mentioned the other day that, uh, you know, you guys want them executing 70% of their pitches or more, and he was down in the 60s last week. I'm sure it will require some analysis to get a, a grade on this game, but would you expect that it'll show that, guys were executing pitches uh, at a higher rate in this game than you had been, say, last week? Um, I would think that as you went in the game, yes, especially Teleche. I would say Aon, probably no. Um, you know, it was inconsistent. He was kind of in and out of the zone. He was throwing a good slider for a, a strike, and his fastball um, at times was really good. And obviously the kid's got an amazing arm. He's up to 95 miles an hour again. Uh, same thing with Rio Britton. I mean, the kid's got an amazing young arm. You know, Coach Angier's doing a nice job of developing those guys. And then, uh, you know, R.J. Gordon, another freshman. So, so you have to, you know, it's it's really, I guess, when you get in the analytics portion and all the numbers portion of it, it's really easy to get critical. And yet three, three freshmen went out there and were a part of a shutout on basically an opening night game of a weekend. That's That's good. You know, and uh, as, a, as head coach, I'm very impressed with the job Coach Angier's doing, and, uh, and it shows through the pitching effort. Well, it's just how about Gabe? You know, I mean, he hits the, the towering blast, but just his at-bats today as well. What would you make of Gabe Matthews? I thought Gabe was outstanding. Um, you know, his at-bats have been very good. You know, in, in Tucson, he figured some things out, which was great, and he was crushing balls in Tucson. Um, I was I was really impressed with Gabe Matthews. I mean, to get Kenyon uh, in a second and third situation where Kenyon could get a um, you know a good swing off uh, worth two runs. Gabe Matthews being able to chime in with a run there uh, after a really deep drive early in the ball game on sack fly with the bases loaded. I thought he did very well. Um, there were other good things. I mean, Tanner Smith offensively, Aaron Zavala again just chipped away with good quality at bats, three of them out of his four. Um, for me, one of the Biggest stories and, and uh, greatest at-bats of the entire game was uh, Jack Scanlon being able to lay down a sacrifice bunt, be able to have Tanner Smith come in and add an insurance run. That was a critical play at the time. Um, and then putting in Sam Nowitzki for defense at the end and literally uh, in the first two hitters, there's a really tough ball that's popped up in the sun over the railing of foul territory. And he came in ready to play, Sam Nowitzki did. He made a nice catch over the railing. Um, you know, those things aren't just little outs or little details of a game. Those are big deals, and I was just really impressed with the guys that got a chance to come off the bench, uh, pitchers and players included. Kenyon and Gabe and Zavala were the guys getting the pub coming into this year, but what what does Tanner mean to your lineup at this point uh, after the last few weeks? Well, he's our leadoff hitter, and we're ranked in the top 25 again for the third or fourth week and uh, in all the major polls. So, that hasn't been done in a long time in the Duck program. Um, you know, at one point in time, there was only, I think, two teams in the entire nation that was winning more games than the Ducks were. So we're trying to get back there. Uh, Tanner Smith has been leading off. Uh, and so, you know, why is he leading off? Because he's a really tough kid and he's a tough out. He brings a lot of good stuff to the table. Um, you know, today, a walk, two doubles. Um, you know, he got after the last ball that he saw as well and he just missed it. He skied it high. Uh, but still, yeah, a uh, very important double at the end of the ball game there with the two-out hit um, to cash a guy in. And, again, another three of four at-bats day uh, where it was quality at-bats from Tanner Smith. He's, he's really added a ton for our club, and he's playing a nice defensive left field as well.
when you guys have five or more walks that you draw in a game, you win the game. Today, you had six drawn walks all in the first four innings where you scored a majority of your runs. How crucial is it for your team to draw walks to, in order to produce opportunities for runs and to win games? Well, that's a, that's a good question. You know, part of our game plan today was to try to break down their starter. I mean, he's a kid with an electric arm. He was up to 96 today, and he's only about six foot four. I mean, he's a big old donkey out there. He's got a great arm. Um, and, you know, kids with that kind of arms uh, sometimes can't command the ball consistently. And so he was in and out of command. Part of our game plan was to wait him out and be patient and selective. Uh, that ended up helping us because his pitch count got up. You know, he was 68 pitches through only three innings, um, and that worked to our favor. And so, um, you know, that was part of our game plan coming in. You noted the walks. Sometimes it turns into walks. Other times it just turns into pitch count issues and what have you. But as he got past the 50-pitch mark, you saw the quality of pitches and consistency of repeating pitches started to deteriorate. deteriorate and and that was a good job with Coach Martyr, identifying that kind of stuff, putting that in the game plan, and it, it was successful today. All in all, great stuff from Mark Wazikowski's squad. They win 5 nothing. They're back at it again with Robert Alstrom on the hill, who's won a Pac-12 Pitcher of the Week honor this year. He's got the ball for the Ducks at 4 o'clock today going against New Mexico State. Tanner Smith, though, he has been a real spark for Oregon at the top of, his, at the, top of the order. Has hit a couple leadoff home runs in games this year, but he's also been cashing in and run batted in opportunities. He's second on the team and runs batted in. He's hitting leadoff. I talked with him about that, and we talked, myself and Rob Mosley did post-game with him about just, man, you're feeling it right now, aren't you, Tanner Smith? What explains kind of how, how good you've been seeing the ball and hitting the ball the last, last few weeks? Um, I think it's just coming along with the bats. Uh, the more bats I'm getting, uh, the more settled I feel, really. Um, just seeing pitches and um, being in the box over and over again. Uh, it's definitely allowing me to feel more comfortable each time. You're a leadoff guy. You know, we've talked in the, in the past about kind of being a spark plug, but you come up with a couple opportunities and, you know, you're a leadoff guy, but you're getting RBIs in these situations too, Tanner. I mean, just what does that say about the depth of your guys' lineup right now? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, from one to nine, everybody, you know, everybody can swing it. There's pop in everybody's bat, which we normally aren't used to as well. And, um, I just got to give credit to the guys at the bottom, just kind of setting the table for the top and um, just letting us drive them in. It's it's incredible to have guys that can swing at it, you know, from top to bottom, even even on the bench, you know. Yeah, you mentioned on the bench, you know, Waz was just talking about even, you know, a guy like Nowitzki comes in defensively and the ball finds him, you know, foul territory, he goes and pulls one out from, from uh, over the rail. How good, kind of just team-wide, how good of a groove do you guys feel like you're in in terms of everybody contributing, you know, however large or small a role uh, th they have right now? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, like I said, it's just incredible to have. Um, you know, like a guy like Nowitzki, you know, coming off the bench when he's hit a uh, full season of batting 300, like that, you know, you don't you don't really come across that. Um, and, and hitting as well as pitching, you know, in the bullpen as well. You just you kind of have arm after arm. And um, being on a team with this much depth, it's, it's, it's awesome. It makes everybody more, a little bit more competitive. And at the same time, you know, um, the next man up philosophy really, really works well with this team. Tanner Smith, I thought that was great stuff talking about that next man up philosophy. And the Ducks, don't, don't be surprised today, not to give too much away, if you see a little different lineup, okay? Might be a little bit of a different lineup. I think the Ducks are going to try some things out to keep that offense going. And Robert Alstrom, he's good on the mound. He's good. Meanwhile, for Oregon softball yesterday, they started their series with a complete game shutout from Brookie Inez with a season-high 15 strikeouts for the lefty. Leadoff home run from Haley Cruz proved to be all the Ducks needed. They added an insurance run in the seventh. They won 2-0 over the Beavs, and they're back in action for two games this afternoon in Corvallis. Oregon Volleyball last night, though, they went to five sets, and they were undefeated in five sets this year. Unfortunately, they lost in five sets last night. So it's an uphill battle for a Pac-12 championship, but I still think Oregon's a top-16 team.
I think they're a top 16 seed in the upcoming volleyball tournament. We'll find out on Selection Sunday, Easter Sunday, and we'll have some comments from Matt Ulmer here coming up on the show on Monday. But the Ducks did lose a little bit of a heartbreaker last night. They're back in action on Saturday at noon at Arizona State. Women's soccer has some big games coming up here down the stretch, including one today at 2 o'clock. And if you're live with us in the 1 o'clock hour, we're going to give you the pregame interview with Graham Abel here coming up in just a moment. We're also here from reigning Pac-12 goalkeeper of the week in Leah Freeman. As Oregon soccer, I'm telling you, they might make the tournament. Don't tell Graham Abel I said that. Back after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. After two years of construction, my wife and I finally moved into our dream home. So when a bathtub fixture broke, causing major water damage, I was glad we had the home insurance protection we needed. How do you know your home is protected? Talk to a country financial rep like me, Nick Simon. We can help you understand your options and select coverages to meet your needs. Then if something happens to your home, you won't have any surprises. Need the right coverage for your home but not sure where to start? Visit TakeSimpleSteps.com or contact a local country representative. You're listening to Duck Insider. Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Okay, men, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. Cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. you got to dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments, because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Show the world that you're tougher than tough. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joy Mack, live from the Country Financial Studio. Oregon soccer coming up at 2 o'clock. Uh, we'll have you covered on the Oregon live stream this afternoon. If you're live with us in the 1 o'clock hour, we'll give you the pregame interview with Graham Abel. Uh, he talked with myself, a couple other members of the media this week, about some big matchups this weekend. And beginning first, talking a bit about last weekend, because the Ducks are on a five-match unbeaten streak heading into these two games this weekend. Graham Abel. Two exceptionally you know, difficult you know, opponents, uh, both historically very good. And um, you look at their rosters, they got really good players on both sides of the ball. So um, I think for our kids, you know, we, we had game plans for both games. We took it, you know, let's look at the Friday game first, especially with that being the Pac-12 game. Um, our kids, you know, we got in the goal, we got a goal, we got up a goal early. Um, and then from there, we were able to, you know, get through the half, which for the first 25, 30 minutes, we were really good. 15 minutes, Cal got into a rhythm. We did well with that. And then Cal came out strong in the second half. And we got past about the first 15 minutes. And then the game started to settle down the second half. And, you know, our kids did a great job of closing that game out. And then we turned around and, you know, obviously we're looking at, you know, Stanford win 3-1 on the Friday. On the Friday, So their game's a little different in terms of the intensity. So we were... We're going into, you know, Sunday, making sure we have to recover. Um, and then the effort that our put, kids put out on, on Sunday was phenomenal. Um, you know, to, again, to play a team of their quality, um, you know, and to, to do it twice in the, in the same season and to do it in the style that we did it and, you know, had opportunities to win the game as well. So, great weekend for us. I know there was some program firsts in there, but just for our group right now, it was just a really solid weekend for us. 
Coach, just tell us about how good Leah was in goal this past weekend and, and how good she's been all season and, and, and just how important she is here down the stretch for your squad. Yeah, I mean, Leah's, Leah's someone who, you know, we're starting to see her grow and grow, you know, more and more mature, uh, both as a person, both as a, as a student, both as an athlete as well. So it's just been, it's been really good to see, you know, we've got, I'm, we're fortunate here, you know, I have a really good coach that works with our goalkeepers. We have Charlotte Brisley that works alongside Leah as well. So we have a really close-knit group. You know, I know that better than anybody how important that is to to have a goalkeeping unit. You know, I, I, I guess, you know, you know, with the same with quarterbacks, right? You know what I mean? You've got to have a tight-knit group of guys who, who understand what needs to happen. And so, you know, Leah's been great, but we need our entire goalkeeping unit to be great here throughout the rest of the season. And, and, and they, they'll do that. You know, they'll do that. And just like everybody else, they'll, they'll make sure they perform their role, role and you know, take care of their responsibilities. Uh, Graham, as you enter the final month, <clears throat> excuse me, as you enter the final month of the regular season, uh, is the traje trajectory of where you kind of saw your team at the beginning of the season, is it kind of where you thought it would be? You know, I, I think physically we're in a place that, you know, we're probably further along than I, I thought thought we would be. You know, to be completely honest with you, you know, in January, I'd never seen this group play 11 v 11 before. You know, so there were so many unanswered questions in terms of we'd done a lot of work in the fall, but it was, it was against poles and mannequins. So we didn't know what it would look like against moving targets and things like that. So, um, our kids have just done exceptionally well to to evolve and, and grow day to day, um, week to week. And you know, we we took a couple of bumps on the road, you know, with the uh, the UCLA weekend, the UCLA USC weekend, and um, and the Cal game prior to that. And it would have been very easy for that to derail our season, even though we knew we were trending in the right direction. But our kids, the mentality of our, you know, our kids has been terrific and that allowed us to get through that and, and keep pushing on. So, you know, it might get boring, but for me, it's day-to-day, game-to-game, and we're, we're doing well. It's a measured approach always from Graham Abel as his squad gets ready for a 2 o'clock first uh, match of the season, or excuse me, first match of the weekend, I should say, on the Oregon live stream number three coming up against Utah. The Ducks will also play on Sunday, and that – game will begin at 11 a.m. against Colorado. I want to let you hear a little bit from Leah Freeman. Reigning Pac-12 Goalkeeper of the Week, she reset her career high in each of the last two weekends, and she had a pretty darn good weekend. Leah Freeman. Yeah, it was it was really cool. It was exciting because I've, like, grown up watching games at those fields um, forever, and then finally, like, getting to play there, like, with my team and just, like, the abilities that our team had this weekend to like really execute on certain things. Like it was just, it was a really amazing experience. Lee, you know, you get the PAC 12 honor and I think that gets everybody's attention for you. Did, did you feel like anything extra clicked for you this weekend? Or was this just sort of the culmination of the whole year? And it was just nice to get recognized by the conference with the award. Um, I, I didn't think of the weekend as anything like super out of the ordinary. Um, I felt like our team together just had a really great defensive weekend and like we had people sliding into the box all the time, like doing all of these extraordinary things, like in order to perform really well. And I think that it was just, it was nice that I like, I was able to be there at the end, like at like the end of the pieces, but I feel like everybody did their jobs in front of me. And it was just like, like I had the um, the chance to like kind of do what I was supposed to do and do my job on the team. And like, it was, it was just based on what everyone else was doing. Just a freshman and already answering questions like that. You know, I asked her like, did something click? And she says, our team was just really good. You got to love that. That's what Graham Abel has done with this program, and that's what Leah Freeman is certainly conveying there as we preview a little Oregon soccer for you this week. A lot going on around Oregon athletics, and there's always way too much for us to cram into a show every day. Good luck to all the athletes competing at Hayward Field. Good luck to all the Ducks throughout the weekend. I've got Oregon baseball at 4 o'clock today. We've got a doubleheader at noon tomorrow for Oregon baseball. So much more going on. Full schedule, GoDucks.com. And everybody enjoy a happy Easter. I hope that you'll enjoy Sunday. We'll talk to you on Monday for Duck Insider. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Hundo P. Hundo P. Adjective. 
short for being 100% sure or certain. As in, if we get a puppy, I'll hundo pee always walk it. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. A ranger station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update. I'm gonna let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a warm place on a day. football I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. been listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Oregon Sports Network.